0: And it's all about professionalism. That's where you've got the CEOs, you've got all well, the higher ups, the, the human resource managers, all those people are on LinkedIn. And I think it's just one of those things that you just need to be present there. And I, I like to help my clients think about how they can be more consistent, um, come up with a strategy so that they can grow their brand on LinkedIn. So that's why I've always liked LinkedIn. It's just, you know, you've got authentic people there and they're really seeking to network and grow their brand.
1: You are now tuned in to the Mom CEO Suite podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my mompreneur journey along with strategies that will help you build your online business operations in a sustainable way. The goal is to help you build a business that fits into your lifestyle as a mom who values putting family first. We will also hear the experiences and expertise of other moms with service-based businesses. You'll get a peek into our journeys so you'll know that you aren't alone. Motherhood gets hard. Entrepreneurship gets hard. But together, we can do hard things. Welcome to The Suite. All right. Hey friends, welcome to another episode. Thank you for joining us. We have a guest with us today, Ms. Sharonda Jackson. She is a stay-at-home wife and mom of six kids that range from ages two through 18. She's been an entrepreneur for three years, helping solopreneurs come up with a strategy to maintain a presence on social media, specifically LinkedIn. While giving them more time back in their day, so they can focus on other aspects of their business. Love that! Can't wait to dig into this conversation, Sharonda. How are you? Hey,
0: hey, Felicia. I'm doing pretty good today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
1: Absolutely. So, go ahead. Tell us a little bit more about you and your business. So, yeah, a mom of six. Um,
0: Completely busy. I've got a set of twins, are two years old, and so I'm total surprise for them. But kind of had started back in 2020 during COVID, and decided I just want to launch a business and just jumped right in. Um, And so probably within like less than a year, I found out I was having twins, and then I took a bit of a hiatus. Didn't really think I was getting back into the business, but then I decided back in January of this year that I was going to jump back in and start the whole marketing concept over again. Um, and so once I did started back in January, I ended up uh, pivoting a bit because I was working with coaches and consultants. So um, within the last, what, 10 months or so, I've been working with solopreneurs, trying to help them grow their brand on LinkedIn, Um, specifically their company pages, because a lot of people kind of leave that at the wayside. You know, they kind of focus more on their personal profiles and then, you know, they might have a company page or they end up neglecting it. And it's really hard to keep up with both. So I kind of just help you know, the solopreneurs just stand out more on their company page and just let people say like, hey, this is this is
1: actually a business. And so, you know, helping them promote um, in that way. I'm glad we're going to be talking about this because I know a lot of our audience are moms, but they're also solopreneurs. And there's a lot of conversation about like social media burnout and not wanting to be well, specifically on Instagram. So at the time of this recording, episode 40, is going to be released soon. And I'm talking about why I ditched posting on Instagram. But we don't always hear a lot about LinkedIn. So I'm really glad to have this chat with you today. Now, when it comes to this whole social media burnout, though, like how can we still be able to be present and visible on social media without getting burned out? You know, that is
0: a really good question, but it's also a really uh, hard question, too, because I think that you know, with us being solopreneurs and with us being moms, like that's one of the first things that actually goes by the wayside is your social media, because uh, you get so busy, you get so caught up in things, and then you have to, you know, have to put your your family, I know, aside for a bit to kind of focus on strategy and content and all those things can be really difficult, especially if you've got a lot of things going on. And, you know, I just kind of say like, hey, if you're in a moment in your life where you just need a break, like you feel like you're burned out, then I just say take that break from social media. I mean, it's not gonna hurt you in the long run, as long as you stop and you have a plan to come back and then you can just build from there. I mean, your followers for the most part aren't gonna go anywhere. Social media is not going anywhere. Um, you know, it it comes a time in your life where like, yeah, things come up that are out of our control. And sometimes you just need to take a break. I mean, people do it all the time, right? And you see people coming back, like, hey, I've I've taken a break, I'm back, and just kind of like not necessarily relaunching, but just, no. You know, it's a time of like taking a step back, uh, regaining yourself and then just using that to come back even stronger. Right. So if you can't come up with a strategy and the content to schedule those posts out, like if you do need to go on vacation, if you need a break for a couple of weeks, if you don't have the time, then you just do what you got to do. You know, you take that
1: break and then you just come back and start strong again. And I'm glad you said take a break, because a lot of times I think we feel like we can't take the break or that taking the break is going to like be so detrimental. But like you said, just take the break, come back, the people will still be there. And I think depending on your audience as well, everybody is human anyway. So people understand that, you know, we don't live on social media and sometimes we need to take breaks. Life comes before social media. Um, and so we need to be able to rejuvenate. But for you, when it comes to how you help your clients with LinkedIn. Why have you chosen LinkedIn specifically to focus on? And then what are some of the ways that you help your clients just to be visible through LinkedIn?
0: Yeah. So I feel like LinkedIn is one of those platforms. Like it's kind of like the bottom of the list, but it's gaining so much traction. I mean, You know, you've still got Facebook or Meta and Instagram, but LinkedIn is really that professional platform, like for businesses that are really trying to stand out and, you know, people that are seeking jobs and people that want to make connections in order to grow their business. I think LinkedIn is definitely the place to be. And I think a lot of the times we forget about LinkedIn, but it's getting more and more followers each and every day. And one thing I help my clients do is to, to realize like, okay, they might come to me and say, hey, I just don't have the time to post on social media you know, help me. And I always give them the option, like, what platform do you want to post on? Uh, and they tell me where their audience is, you know, who they serve. And I'm like, OK, LinkedIn. It always goes back to LinkedIn because, you know, the kind of people that I work with, their clientele is really always LinkedIn. You know, if they're if they're serving um, people in the workforce, you know, they're working to help people grow as a leader or, you know, if they're helping people consulting and things, job coaching and all those things. I mean, that really goes back to LinkedIn. It's all about professionalism. That's where You've got the CEOs, you've got all the higher ups, the the human resource managers. All those people are on LinkedIn. And I think it's just one of those things that you just need to be present there. And I, I like to help my clients think about how they can be more consistent, um, come up with a strategy so that they can grow their brand on LinkedIn. So that's why I've always liked LinkedIn. It's just, you know, you've got authentic people there and they're really seeking to network and grow their brand.
1: Yeah, it definitely does have more of a professional or atmosphere over on LinkedIn, I've just started kind of tapping back into it. Um, But it is a different type of crowd. And so, like you said, you have to know who your audience is as well, Mm -hmm. um, just to know if that's really the place that you should be. But you mentioned something about posting consistently. Um, And I think when it comes to social media, people think or when they hear consistently, it's like, oh, I need to post three times a day, every day, five days a week. So for you, when you say consistently, what does it really mean for like, even just the clients that you work with? Is it this posting three times a day or does it look different?
0: Yeah, it, so it looks totally different. And I think a lot of people might be getting, you know, these um, misconceived notions about how much they should be on LinkedIn. And if you start thinking about that in that realm of like, I need to be here three times a day, five times a week uh, or five days a week, you really are going to burn out fast. And you you just have to think about How can I stay present enough so that my audience doesn't forget about me, uh, but also that I'm posting so much that they want to get me out of their feed fast. Right. Like, you know, because it's some people can just be like that, like, you know, they have good intentions of sharing their, you know, their story, but then it can kind of be annoying at the same time. So I think a happy medium would be, you know, if you can post five days a week. Great. If you can't at minimum, I would say three times a week. Um, and that way, it just gives you time to just you know, grow your audience. And at the same time, you want to be engaging with people, you know, let them know that you're out there. So even if you can't post that three times a week, you're engaging, right? You're going on there 10, 15 minutes a day, making those connections, going to other people's feeds and seeing what they're talking about, and making those comments. And all of that is very, very important when you're trying to grow on LinkedIn.
1: That's good to know. Now, we're talking about social media, and a lot of times we hear, More so when it comes to Facebook and Instagram, the algorithm, right? Like people aren't seeing my posts because of the algorithm. Do you find that there's that same issue on LinkedIn as well?
0: Um, There is an algorithm, but thankfully LinkedIn changed it within the last, I'd say about three to four months. They've changed it in in a good way and that they are going to show people's posts for those that are engaging more. So when I say engaging, like it's really, really important for the algorithm. And so if you're out there again making those connections and getting into people's comments and really showing up like every day then your post when you do post that content is going to come at the top of people's feeds because you are, you know, doing exactly what LinkedIn wants. They want you to engage. So, a lot of that, you know, sharing other people's posts and um, you know, they're getting away from that. They really want to hear what you have to say. So, the authenticity, the storytelling, you know, You really stand out more when you do those things and you show up on the platform as much as possible.
1: We have to engage. And I think sometimes when we think about social media, we just think about posting. But, you know, you always hear that phrase, social media is supposed to be social. And we miss out on that part, like just engage with your community and those who are there. Mm -hmm. Now, at the beginning, when we started this conversation, you started talking about company pages. And so can you just explain really quick the difference between having a LinkedIn profile, I guess is what it's called, and then a company page and why you kind of lean more towards the company page.
0: Yeah. So I think when you first hop on LinkedIn, if you just create an account, it's automatically going to bring you to your personal profile. A lot of people don't even know that there's an option to do a company page, but that kind of just helps you stand out more as a business. So people know you more as a personal, you know, your personal life. You can do all of that in your personal profile. You might, you know, post things about what you're doing on the weekend and just being more open about who you are as a person, but your company page, I feel like is important too, because that's a standalone business. So if you're going, you know, if you want people to know who you are as a business, you should have a company page. Everybody should have a company page. Um, There's specific things that you can do on your company page that you can't do on your profile, like running ads. Um, So if you want to run ads um, and you've got an event that's coming up that you want to, you know, or if you've got a webinar that's coming up that you want to run an ad for, you can't do that on your personal page. Um, so it just gives you an opportunity to leverage more as a company and as a business so that people can see, you know, um, that your brand. Right. So I think that's really important to be able to separate the two. It can be kind of hard to keep up with both. And so that's why when people come to me. I'm like, I can do your personal page, but, you know, your company page is really important too. And a lot. of them are like, yeah, I want to work on my company page and grow that. And just really, you know, connecting with other businesses that are out there as well. And then bringing those people from your personal page over to your company page, inviting them, you know, you've got connections every month that you get for free, 250 credits a month. Why not use those, invite people over, let them know like, hey, this is my company page, you know, follow it, find out what what's going on in my realm when I'm speaking, webinars, all those things.
1: Wow. Okay. So you just gave us a lot. So <laughs> now I have a, a lot more questions. Sure. Okay. Now, when it comes to the company page is it just like a Facebook page and people can just follow it
0: yep yep so totally pretty much about the same yeah and you can run ads and all that just like you would do a Facebook company page so um yeah you just go in there super easy to go in there and just connect it you know you want to put it your logo as your brand photo so if you have employees employees you can add them and they can go on there and kind of um you know help support your brand as well and then if you've got somebody that's going to come in, like a social media manager or co- manager, they can come in and edit and add those things. So it's really it's a really good thing to have. It's a really good thing to have.
1: OK, and then you also mentioned events. So I'm assuming you can create events on your company page. Is there something you cannot do on your personal profile?
0: But you can actually go in and put in every single detail. You can put in the time. You can put in the link to register all those things you can put in, usually with With your personal page, you might just like create a graphic and then like put a link in there, but you can't actually put all the time information. And, you know, another thing, too, that you can do on both is LinkedIn lives. But I think like LinkedIn lives can obviously be good for your company page from a standpoint of like representing your brand that way. And obviously people know you more from your personal profile, but coming on and saying, hey, on your company page, like I'm the CEO, you know, nice to meet you. If you have any questions, you know, here I am. But a lot of it is more sharing your expertise and your business.
1: I love that. And as business owners, I think a lot of times we do take on the identity of the business and we are the brand. And so sometimes, not that it becomes hard for people to take us seriously, but just adding that you are the CEO of this business and you have a company page, it does kind of elevate your professionalism. Yep. And then there was one more thing you mentioned, something about credit. You said there's like 200 200- Credits. Yes. So what are credits? And so what do you going, use those for?
0: Yeah. So if you go into your LinkedIn company page uh, after you activate it or set it up, you'll see a little section off to the side and it just says 250 credits or invites. And you get those every month that starts over. So whatever you don't use, you lose. But you just go in there and it, it shows up all of your friends and connections from your personal page. And you can you can invite them over and just, you know, one little click. Um the only downside to that is doesn't tell you who you've invited beforehand so if you go back in a couple weeks later it'll show the same person back again so you kind of have to keep track of like who you invited so you're not like bugging people but i mean it's a great way to really just showcase yourself like hey come like my page and you know it it it, it really does work and help you grow a little bit faster um, linkedin does have a statistic like once you get over 150 followers on your company page you start growing a lot faster <clears throat>
1: This is good to know. All right, guys. So once we're done this interview, y'all know where I'll be meeting my (laughs) LinkedIn company page. So none of these questions were a part of the question. (laughs) That's okay. I said Sharonda. So like, y'all, she knows what she's talking about. She's just spitting these answers out. And so if you need some help and assistance with getting your LinkedIn together, specifically your company page, make sure you reach out. We're going to share her information at the end. And it will also be in the show notes. So just to kind of wrap up this LinkedIn conversation, social media as well. You know, we were talking a little bit about uh, taking a break from social media, right? Yeah. Well, I know we've all taken the breaks because we might feel burnt out or we might feel like we need to pivot, whatever the case may be. But how do you know, you know, even if you've had past experience with this, if it's time for you to take a break versus for you just to totally quit what you're doing?
0: Yeah. So that that is a hard question, too. It's like a hard pill to swallow because, you know, a lot of us come into the business like we built this up from scratch. You know, it's our baby. We've nurtured it. And so it's, you know, not something that you want to see go down or go under. Right. But I think a lot of us probably know that they're statistically speaking, like the first five years of any small business, usually going out of business and it's specifically within the first year. And I knew that going into, but so many things are out of our control, right? So like, even if we set up a business plan or if we set up a backup business plan, like so many things just happen. Like me, I'm like expected twins. Like where did that come from? And so I had to take a break and honestly wasn't even thinking about coming back into the business. You know, my husband came to me and he was like, what are you thinking about starting your business back up? And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I had one client and I was content with that, but then I just started going back in marketing. I had to rebuild. I had to pivot, you know, kind of serve another audience. Um, and I think, you know, once you come to a point where it's like, OK, I've checked all these things off my box. Like, have you pivoted? Have you started, you know, maybe changing the audience that you serve? Have you invested in marketing? Have you been doing that for because honestly, marketing takes 12, to 18 months. If you're going to invest in something that is going to help you grow on social media, um, you're not seeing the turnaround from that, not getting any leads uh, you know, doing everything, you know, investing in a mentor, a coach, all those things, and you're still not seeing, you know, anything, no return on investment or your time, then maybe it is time to say, like, hey, maybe this is it. You know, we beat ourselves up so much about where where we were, where we came from, and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, my business is about to go under. I'm a failure. Like that shouldn't be the case. Um, you know, you can change that mindset to say, hey, this is a business that I did take the time to build I actually grew from this and this is not something that's going to stop me from doing something else you can always pivot and do you know something else completely different from a business doesn't mean that it might be this business but there's so much more out there you know what I'm saying like you can move on and and jump into other things and it's just kind of like that's part of life like something's just come to an end and you just have to learn how to grow from it move on and not see yourself as a failure you can come back to it later or you can just move on
1: I think you said that really really well you know Again, I think we take on the identity of the business. And if things aren't working in the business, we feel like we personally are failures. Mm. But again, we have to really detach ourselves from that and just know that, like you said, it just didn't work out. You can always come back to it. And it's not a failure, especially if you grew from it. Yeah. And you learned a lesson from it. I just talked about that in our Facebook group about how I had a workshop and I didn't necessarily hit the numbers that I wanted to. Yeah. But it wasn't a failure because I learned from it. I grew even just as a person. Right. Right. And so you have to take all of those things into consideration, mm-hmm. you know, when you're thinking about the ups and downs of business. So I absolutely love how you put that. Yeah. Um. Now, yeah. let's circle back a little bit to the beginning, because I do not remember you telling me when we first met that you had six children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. But you also you have a set of twins as well. Yeah. And so... I can't imagine what that's like. So for you, working from home, managing your kids, what's been the most surprising thing that you've encountered at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship?
0: Yeah, the most surprising thing I would say is probably just the resiliency of like being able to manage it all because, I mean, it's very stressful. And sometimes you just have to learn like, I listened to one of your older podcasts about um, balancing and there's no, really no such thing as balancing, but like having that harmony and just understanding like, okay, this needs a break. Like I'm going to just shut down my computer. I'm done for tonight. I'm going to go focus on my kids. You know, making those hard decisions between family and then children and then just putting those boundaries with your children saying, hey, like mom's working right now. I, you know, I'm going to do this and then you got to go find something else to do or whatever. Um, and that's just kind of been... The, the thing that I've been surprised about, the fact that like, yes, I'm a mom. I've been able to birth children and raise children and all that. But like being resilient is resilient in that aspect, but also taking that into the business side and being able to go through, you know, the ways of like growing and then getting all these hard no's from people and just marketing and feeling like you want to quit and then just coming back and say, no I'm not going to quit. Like, you know, just being tough and like just hanging through and through the tough times and just trying to bounce back from whatever you're going through. So I, I really um, appreciate that aspect of being like a mompreneur, business owner, just being able to like, and let my children see like, yeah, mom's got a business. I want my kids to be like, yeah, I can do this too. I want to start a business Since they see that, you know, mom can do it and she can, she's got so much going on, but she can still like learn how to manage things.
1: I love that resiliency. I think a lot of times, you know, there's, This mom guilt that comes along with being a mompreneur, but you've kind of embraced like, oh, yes, I can do both. And, you know, I'm tough and I'm resilient and I can do this. And so I absolutely love that. Now, what has been, you know, just a strategy, a tactic, a tip, whatever you want to call it, that's really kind of helped you to uh, just be successful on your own terms in this journey?
0: Um. I don't know. I I think maybe just being able to, again, set boundaries, just being able to set those boundaries with family, set those boundaries with myself, really just pushing forward, like making sure I do things that are on my to do list and really like neglecting them. I mean, it happens, right, that you end up having to neglect things, but just really following through with yourself and just making sure you get things done um, and communicating with your family if you need something, communicating with your clients. And just being open, you know what I'm saying? Like, just making sure, like, they understand, like, hey, I'm having a rough day. You know, things are working out with my client, you know, communicating with my husband, like, get his opinion on things. So it's just all about communicating, just being open, setting boundaries. Those kinds of things have kind of helped me, like, being able to manage both. Absolutely
1: love it. Communications and boundaries. I think those are definitely essential for... Surviving, let alone thriving yep, yep. at this intersection yep, <laughs> of sure. motherhood and entrepreneurship. So, I um, definitely appreciate you for coming on and sharing, especially all the things about LinkedIn. I'm like a little bit more excited about LinkedIn yeah, now yeah. after yeah. we had this conversation. <laughs> and so, let people know how they can connect with you.
0: Yeah. So, you can connect with me for sure on LinkedIn, um, Sharonda Jackson. Or if you want to follow my company page, Coffee Do Create. I've also got my website information, coffee2create.net if you want to learn more about my social media packages and strategy and how I can support you and just always open to connecting.
1: Love it. So guys, make sure you click the link in the show description to connect with Sharmanda. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mom CEO Suite Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do us a favor? Leave a review on iTunes and share with other moms in business like you. Help us spread our message and empower others who are at this intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship.